If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you, a great Erev Shabbos, also a great Rosh Chodesh to each and every one today, of course. A very special day, a day that we celebrate Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Menachem of an interesting month, a special month, in many ways a trying month, but at the same time a very joyous month as well. A strange combination of joy and difficulty is the month above, and we have to understand that, we have to explore that, and to know what it means as far as we are concerned in terms of our own lives, how to combine these two opposite elements, challenging moments together with joy, and not as two separate things, but in the very same situation, in the very same thing, to see the difficulty and to feel the joy as well, because within every situation there are elements of joy, elements of difficulty. Sometimes the elements of joy are stronger, sometimes the elements of difficulty are stronger, but each and every one contains within it a tremendous dimension of each, and this is how we have to live our lives. It's not two separate worlds, it's one world, it's one combination, and it takes patience, it takes insight, it takes knowledge to understand what is the difficulty and what is the joy, and to see each and every dimension of life within that context. It's a very special Shabbos as well. It's the second Shabbos of the nine days. I'm sorry, of the three weeks. And today, nine days begin. The Shabbos is going to be the second of the nine, day of the nine days. We have to understand that within the context of our own lives as well. And at the same time, we have to understand the Parsha, a very double Parsha, Matos and Masai, a double Parsha which teaches us some double lesson that we have to understand in life. It's also a special Shabbos because it's Chazak. We end, we conclude the book of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers. We come to that point in the Torah where we conclude the fourth book of the Torah. And we begin, of course, at Minchan Shabbat to read the fifth book, the book of Devorim, Deuteronomy. And that, too, is there to teach us a, a lesson, not only to understand finishing a book and what it means, starting a new book in Torah and what that means, but it's also Chazak. We call out together, all of us together, when we come to the end of the portion tomorrow in Shul, Chazak, Chazak, Veniz Chazek. We should be strong, we should be strong, strengthen each other, strengthen ourselves, and to use that strength in a positive way. All these things come together this Shabbos, and we start with Rosh Chodesh, as I mentioned earlier on, today being Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av. We're living in difficult times, we're living in challenging times, but we're also living in joyous times. The challenges are obvious. The world is a chaotic place. The world is a trying place. The world is throwing all sorts of difficulties at each other, at us in particular, and we have to understand how and why. We have to understand what is it that we are going through, what is it that's happening in the world, that everything seems to be based on dishonesty, non-truths, lies, in fact. Why is the world turning to this type of dark situation rather than recognizing the blessing of light, the blessing of truth, the blessing of goodness? And therefore, obviously, it's our job to somehow make the world see and understand dimensions of goodness, dimensions of kindness. And, of course, the way they will see it is not through words only, but through example, each and every one of us obligated to bring about the dimension of goodness 
goodness and kindness, a tremendous understanding of how those two things, goodness and kindness, can and will change the world into a better place. And while, of course, it seems sometimes to be incredibly overwhelming, nonetheless we know that as a result of our actions, as a result of the example that we set to ourselves, to those close to us, to those distant from us, to the entire world, the example that we set creates a tremendous dimension of goodness and kindness as well. You can't shout against it. You can't scream against it. You can't simply hide away. It's something that we have to engage with, something that we have to understand, and at the same time to know how to behave correctly. And this is why this week's Parsha is so important to us. It's important because we begin the month of Menachem Av. And Menachem Av brings to mind immediately the nine days, the intense sense of mourning that we experience leading up to the ninth day, which is Tisha B'Av, a day of, of sadness, a day of feeling the past, the destruction of the past. We have to understand what that means. What are we actually feeling? What are we going to experience this year, of course? Next Shabbos is the ninth of Av, and therefore there won't be any fasting. We wait with the fasting until Sunday. But nonetheless, this idea is along the way as we journey toward these special days. And following, of course, they're the joyous days of month, of the month of Menachem Av. But the very name Menachem Av means consoling the Father, consoling, bringing consolation into the world. Consolation, of course, is coming to terms with grief and sorrow, with pain. Consolation, of course, is coming ultimately to understand why, in fact, we experience pain, why we, in fact, experience suffering. What is it all about? Why is it necessary for us to go through these difficulties in order to somehow achieve a complete understanding of the dimension of life? But more of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about how to recognize the pain and the joy at the same time, to look at life and to understand that it's not one or the other. It's always a combination of the two, sometimes more of this, sometimes more of that. But life really is a combination of the two, and this is how we have to understand life and look at life. And we see this in the Parsha of this week. But before that, a couple of words from the marketplace. Pick and Pay, Norwood Hyper have these pocket-saving sweet deals just for you. A hundred percent fruit juice blend, one liter, only eleven rand. Pick and pay minced hake at a very low one hundred and twenty. Well, what is it? One hundred and twenty-nine, believe it or not, per kilo. Fagel's meat pierogi, just a package of six forty-nine ninety-nine, and Nor Telma clear soup, four hundred grams only. 49 Rand. Catch these and many more specials in store. These specials are exclusive to Pick and Pay Norwood Hyper and only while stocks last. Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, the best place to shop when you want to buy a lot. We're talking about the Parsha, the Parsha of Matos and Masai. And we have to see as we're trying to understand what in fact this combination of difficulty and joy when they come together, what it truly means. The Parsha opens up with a very strange law, seemingly out of place, but in fact very much within place. And that's the law of oaths and vows, where a person says something 
makes a vow. He is bound by divine authority. He is bound to fulfill that law unless he can't. And this is what the details of the opening Parsha is all about. We have to understand what are we being taught over here. You know, going into life, life is an experience, as mentioned before, of a combination of many factors. Most people think, ah, if I had it like this or if I had it like that, life would be perfect. The perfection of life is to understand that every single detail of life, every single aspect of life is important and real and sent to us by God himself. Each and every moment that we experience, we have to recognize and see that this is given to us by divine individual providence. We have been created in a particular sort of way, not only as humans, as a species, but each and every one of us has been given certain strengths in order to deal with, overcome, change, transform the elements of life that we are challenged with. Each and every single individual is given a particular set of challenges in life that is tailor-made for that individual. Of course, there are general dimensions, there are general concepts, but ultimately, it is a very personal interaction between oneself and self and God. Each and every single moment, each and every single situation is there because we have the mental capacity, the emotional capacity, the physical strength, the spiritual strength to deal with that particular issue. This is a great gift when we understand it, when we recognize it as such, then we know. We are dealing with life responsibly in an authentic sort of way with integrity that makes us the special individuals that we are. Of course, as a people, we have all sorts of challenges as well. But nonetheless, those challenges are ultimately shared by a great many. These individual challenges are something that each and every one of us has to recognize and recognize not only that this has been given to him or her individually, but also what's given to him or her is the strength, the, the ability, to deal with these situations. Life is a combination in the physical world of all sorts of things, a great many good things, a great many challenges, a great many negative things, a great many dangerous things. Life is not absolutely perfect in every way where there is a paved road we walk along without worry, without concern. Now, life is a journey that we have to deal with. In every single turn, there are choices to be made. We have to deal correctly. Matas, of course, talks to us about vows. What are these vows all about? Life in the physical sense, as mentioned, can be absolutely good. But at the same time, physical dimension is something which is a challenge to the individual. And sometimes a person recognizes within him or herself that they simply cannot cope with these physical challenges in life. It is too, well, negative, too seductive, something which they can't deal with. Physical life is a huge challenge, however you look at it. In fact, in Pirkei Avot, in the Ethics of Fathers, we are taught, Ezehu Gibor, who is the strong individual, the one who is able to deal with his own negative influences, the one who is able to control, to be in charge of Yitzro, his particular weakness in life. And sometimes in order to deal with the weakness, you can't engage it at that time. You have to draw more strength. You simply have to avoid it. And this is why the Torah tells us about the 
vows that people make to distance themselves from particular physical interaction because they simply cannot deal with it. You take, for instance, alcohol. Some people simply can't deal with alcohol, and therefore they have to, within their own minds, resolve, sometimes in a more powerful way, to make a vow not to involve themselves with that sort of thing, or smoking, or anything which is contrary to health. A person sometimes says to himself or herself, I cannot cope with this situation, and therefore I have to reject it altogether for the time being. It's something which I can not deal with, and therefore I don't have the strength, I don't have the ability, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the emotional or mental strength to deal with this particular challenge, and therefore I vow, I swear that I will not touch X, Y, Z. This is true in relationships, this is true in personal behavior, this is true in diet, this is true in every single area of life. Sometimes a person comes to the healthy understanding that they cannot deal with certain situations and therefore it's best if they distance themselves, they create a wall between themselves and this particular situation. Life in general is such that you have to engage the physical world. We are, after all, a combination of the spiritual and the physical, soul and body. And this is why we are obligated through God's commandments to interact with and deal with, engage the physical world. But sometimes there are specific areas, not the entire engagement in the physical world, but specific areas that we cannot deal with. We have to create that barrier, that wall. We have to distance ourselves. This is done through a vow. This is done through somehow swearing oneself off that particular situation. The parasha is matos. What does matos mean? Matos refers to the tribes, but matos also means something which is strong, something which has power, like a rod, like a stick, which is quite, quite strong. A person has to see within themselves, whatever type of strength they possess, and they have to exercise that strength. They have to use it and use it correctly and powerfully. They have to take that strength and use it to function in the physical world. We don't hide away completely. We don't lock away, we don't lock ourselves away or lock the world out completely. There are elements that are incredibly powerful that we can and should use and transform for greater and better things. After all, what is man's, what is the human ultimate responsibility within this world is to create a dwelling place for God himself. As God says, I ask you, I implore you, I instruct you that you have to create a dwelling place for me himself, says God. And this is something that we have to do with tremendous courage, with tremendous application. It's the physical world that God created. It's the physical world that we have to deal with. And this is though, although we are matos, although we are strong and by and large deal with that incredibly strength to function in the world responsibly, ethically, morally, and correctly, but sometimes, as mentioned before, it becomes a bit too difficult. And this is how a person sees strength and weakness at the same time. There's nothing wrong with recognizing weakness within oneself. Weakness is a human condition. If weakness is a total condition, then of course it's wrong. But to understand personal weakness in certain areas, this is a healthy approach to life. This is a building approach to life. Weakness sometimes is a great indicator that there is much work to be done here. Don't simply go forward 
with with blind whatever it is to go forward. Rather understand that you have this physical weakness, and sometimes an emotional weakness, sometimes a spiritual weakness. But having a weakness by and large, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It can, in fact, be a very good, positive building dimension. We are strong. We have tremendous strength. You can't hide behind, well, the excuse of weakness, I can't do it, I won't do it, it's too difficult, it's too hard, it's not something that I can cope with. Most things you can cope with. Most things you should cope with. Most things you have the ability to strength to actually move forward. Matos tells us there is strength, you will move forward, because in actual fact, this Pasha, which is a double Pasha, we'll talk about the second part just now, but we have to understand that by and large we are a strong people, because basically what these two Parshiot are talking about is the Jewish people prior to entering the Promised Land. They have gone through the challenges and difficulties of wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Now they are powerful and strong about to take up the occupation of the great gift that God gave us, the promised land. And this is why strength prevails. Strength is the primary moving force that brings us to that border, enables us to cross that border with a sense of determination, with a sense of purpose, with a sense of pride. But... At the same time, strength is not all-encompassing. There are certain elements of weakness that each and every one of us possesses. This is why this Parsha says, before you exercise the strength, recognize those smaller dimensions of weakness that you possess. Overcome them. Work with them. Yes, initially through denial. Only initially. Ultimately, you can transform it. But initially, this is the idea of the oaths and promises, the vows that we make to distance ourselves from confronting those elements which may destroy those areas of weakness that we have. And this is what responsibility, this is what maturity is all about. Maturity is spending time, and sometimes you have to bring the help of others, a guide, a teacher, a mentor, a mashpia, one who helps you. The Pirkei talks to us about a Selech harav. Each and every single individual must have a spiritual mentor in life, helping him or her to understand the strength of life, to understand the majority of interactions come with strength, but to recognize those weaker moments as well. And this is the same concept that flows through the idea of life being combination of joy and difficulty. By and large, we have to recognize the joy in life, to see the joy in life, to understand it's uplifting, it makes us better, it makes us stronger. Sometimes we are challenged with difficulties, very real difficulties, but it's only a temporary state. Ultimately, we can transform everything. This is what the idea of these two elements coming together in every single situation. A person has to have the maturity, the honesty, the focus, the insight to ask that question. This encounter, this engagement, this situation of life, is this something where I can use my strength or do I have to recognize my weakness? And a person has to have, as I said before, objective guidance in order to understand if, in fact, one exercises strength or one understands the idea of weakness as well. This is how this Parsha talks to us. And this is how to see the world. This is how to understand the world. This is how to know 
that we are incredibly capable. We have incredible gifts. We have incredible dimensions of self that God himself gave us to recognize. And what's the best recognition? When you are given a challenge, that is an indication that you have the ability, the capacity to deal with that situation. But of course, you have to have the maturity by asking yourself, what element of self do I introduce into this interaction, into this engagement? One of strength? Probably. Most of the time, yes. One of weakness? Sometimes, yes, as well. Weakness in itself is not a fault. When applied correctly, it's a great, as I said before, a great building element within oneself in order to know oneself in relationship to self, in relationship to the world, in relationship with God. More of that. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about how to recognize the combination of the difficulty and the joyous, the strength and the weakness, to understand that both are gifts from God, and we have to have the maturity, the knowledge, sometimes the objective health to recognize what that is all about. But before we get into the continuation of that topic, a word again from the marketplace, in fact, the marketplace of High FM itself. We are known as the people of the book. We are literary connoisseurs, consumers of words and prose, sharers of ideas. In short, we are readers. High FM is starting a book club. Would you like to be one of High FM book club readers? You'll receive a book every month to review on the radio for our listening community. It's social, it's fun, it's mentally enlightening. We are looking for people with a wide range of reading topics and genres. Get in touch. Email books at chayfm.com. That's books at chayfm.com. As mentioned before, the second of this week's two parshas is Masai. Masai are the journeys. We enumerate all the stops, the journeys that the Jewish people had while they were going through the wilderness for 40 years from the exodus out of Egypt until the border of the promised land where the Jewish people are standing now. And this moment is a great pivotal moment in the history of Jewish people coming into the land. We can't talk about it often enough. We can't talk about it strongly enough. This is the great moment, the fulfillment of the promise of the patriarchs, the Jewish people not only being a people in concept, but a people with a land as well. This is the great moment for the Jewish people, a leap into a new reality, a leap into a new world, a leap of becoming greater and better people. Yes, of course, they lived in spiritual isolation for 40 years. This gave them strength. This gave them ability. They received the Torah sign. They made mistakes, but they moved forward. Each and every single journey was a step closer to the fulfillment of that great promise. This is a moment of moments in the history of the Jewish people. But they pause for a moment. And what's the pause all about? They pause and they look back and they say to themselves, how did we fare along those stops and journeys we made for 40 years through the wilderness? How did we behave? What did we do? Did we exercise strength? Did we exercise weakness? Did we see the joy that were overcome by the difficulty? How did we behave in the 40 stop, 40 odd stops that we made while we were wandering through the wilderness? And this is a very important lesson in life as well. We have to sometimes stop before we move forward into a greater challenge, into a, well, into a greater world. We have to stop and ask ourselves, how did we fare yesterday, the day before, 
In order to understand the future, we have to understand the past. And understanding the past knows how did we choose, how did we choose as a people generally, as talked to us in this week's Parsha, the second of this week's two Parshiyot, how do we fare within ourselves, within ourselves going through the journey of life? Life is a journey. Life is moving forward. You don't stop in life. You continuously move forward. But you have to stop from time to time and ask yourself, how did I fare? What did I do? How did I exercise my choices? And what was the result? And this is an ability of understanding oneself on a deeper basis to know how we act or react in given situations. And life is not a situation of reaction. There has to be a choice, and the choice means an understanding of the two elements or more that are given to us at every single situation to understand generally if this is a situation of challenge or joy, this is a situation of understanding how we go forward Or is this something that we have to stop and say, perhaps I have to consider my next step because last time I encountered something similar, I wasn't in my strongest possible sense. I have to know myself. And again, this is a time to exercise this type of insight. And sometimes, as mentioned, you need objective help to understand what, in fact, is taking place, what is dominant, what is powerful, what should propel you further with a great sense of purpose. And this is why at the end we call out Chazak, Chazak, Venitz, Chazak, because in most situations we have to exercise that strength. We have to take the step across the border, come into the promised land materially, physically, spiritually. The promised land expresses itself in so many different ways. We have to have the power. We have to have the strength. And the strength comes from a tremendous conviction that what we are doing is consistent with the will of God that we exercise that strength. Yes, of course, as mentioned before. There are moments when we have to pause and ask ourselves, do I have the strength right now? But by and large, yes, the idea of moving forward, of going forward with joy, with pride, with strength, this is what it's all about. This is what these two parashiyot are talking to us, recognizing the elements that face us and to recognize both dimensions, the positive and the negative, and even the negative is positive ultimately, but to recognize the positive and negative. Is this something I should be wary of? Is this something I should just go in, boots and all? This is something which will help me go forward. These are the issues of life, great issues, wonderful issues, and this is what gives us the idea of what living is all about, the recognition, the awareness, the knowledge that we have this incredible strength, we have this incredible powerful and powerful strength. And this is why as we go into the nine days, of course we are overwhelmed with the reality that the nine days brings us closer to a recognition of destruction of exile. And we have to understand why did that happen and how did I choose under those circumstances. And once I do, it becomes so much easier to live through the nine days, to live through this slow march toward recognizing the difficulty because now I have the strength. Once upon a time I didn't, and perhaps the consequences of my poor choices were unfortunate and negative. But now, now that I understand my past, now that I understand my journeys, now that I understand where I came from, what I went through, and where I'm expected to end up, it becomes altogether different. And this is why the Shabbos, when you're sitting in shul and listening to the reading of the Torah, these two parashiyot, do it with a tremendous sense of strength, do it with a tremendous listening ear, try to understand, am I acting correctly given the situations that I'm in? 
by and large, you'll come to the answer that yes, going forward is what it's all about. And the Torah teaches us how to understand the past, to understand ourselves, to recognize the destiny. This is what Torah teaches us. Good Shabbos. Good Chodesh.